1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase Podcast. I am here with another incredible guest. And this one is so personal to me because I'm not bringing you a best friend or a colleague or anyone that I've been you know, working closely with inside my business. I'm bringing you a true flipping gem. Somebody that you guys have seen me transform over the last three months. I've had everyone in my DM saying, like, girl, your business is blowing Up. And while I wish I could take credit for that, I can't take all of it because I had the nerve to hire a high performance coach. And if you're asking me what that is, it's exactly what it sounds like. And so I can't wait to dive deep with this crazy nutcase, high performance coach of a man (laughs) that has changed my business in the last three months. And when you hear from him, you will clear as day understand why he's a high performance coach. He owns several health and wellness businesses from massage therapy to fitness. To high-level coaching, and he doubled my business. Y'all doubled my revenue in my business in less than 90 days. So I was a little bit skeptical, especially when you spend like that serious amount of money, but this guy knows his shit. Listen to me. So I am so excited to have him. You need to pull your notebook out and your pen and get freaking ready to welcome today's guest, my high-performance coach, James Simpson.
2: Hello everyone, glad to be here and super excited to just have gotten this invite and be able to go on this journey with you all and just share stories, laugh, be transparent, be vulnerable, and just show up and give as much value as I can, hopefully to impact you to a new level of high performance.
1: Literally. Seriously. First thing you ever, the first thing that you ever taught me that I always think of that comes straight to mind is like feelings are not facts. And that's something I had to embed in my brain for my business. And I'll take this back to another mentor that always told me. And then I want to hear your thoughts on this. I always had a mentor that said, if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, you rely on Starbucks. Like you want coffee, you rely on Starbucks. You don't ever get to pull up to Starbucks any given day. And there's a sign on the door that says, hi, this is the manager. I'm taking a personal day. I'm having a bad day. Like, you know, you can rely on Starbucks every single day that they have systems and strategies in place so that if something like that were to happen, there's always a backup plan. There's always enough staff. There's a team of people that are running this business so that you as the customer can rely on it. And as soon as I met you, You taught me how to run my business just like that. Like, yes, you're a person. Yes, you have needs. Yes, self-care is important. And yes, you can take your time in building your business, but your customers and your clients have expectations that need to be overmet and over-exceeded. And like more than just fulfillment, you just taught me like, get the system and strategies in place so that people can talk and rave about your services. So tell me a little bit about why you have this expectation for yourself? Because I wouldn't work with you if I didn't think you weren't willing to be the janitor. Like you're willing to, you have the same expectation for your business, but why do you hold such a high expectation for you know, people you work with, their businesses, and first and foremost, building those system and strategies to make sure that you are always showing up for your business?
2: So you said a lot. I want to speak to all of those. And I'm going to tell people, you said on the introduction, you know, you're going to tell it exactly. Some people get lost with because the market's gotten inundated. We have a number of coaches out there, life coaches, strategists. Everyone's jumping into this pond if you will. So I'm a high performance coach that specifically I help entrepreneurs conquer their limiting beliefs and expand their capacity to increase their revenue, their impact and their freedom. So how do you increase revenue if you're closed? How do you make an impact if you're closed, how do you get more freedom if you don't have the revenue and can't make the impact? So that answers the question. You know, people are like, "Well, do you take days off?" Well, I don't really take days off because I did that in 06 when I left corporate America. So I haven't worked since then. I love what I do. I look forward to what I do. A day off, PTO, that's time off to go do something you enjoy. To take a break from something you don't enjoy, I left corporate America. I look forward to what I do. I don't really see it as work. I see it as helping other people, impacting their life, changing their life, and I build businesses and companies like it's going to be a billion dollar company every time. That's going to get sold, and if my name's on it, I'm not selling someone mess. So I tell people one or two things happens in your business. You run your business, or your business runs you. Well, let me tell you right now. Anyone that gets to know me, I'm not just a person that gets ran. That's just, my DNA is I run things. I'm just alpha. It doesn't speak to anyone else who isn't. It doesn't make them less than. It doesn't make me more than. That's just my personality. I want to take control of things because if I don't, they will soon take control of me. So it's not that I, I'm so much about controlling the outcome as much as I am making sure the outcome does not control me. So there's only a heads or tails here. So I want to operate on the proactive side. So speaking to speaking of what you're saying, I build those systems to be proactive. And I realize that, oh, I build revenue. I make a bigger impact. I help people like you help more people. They make a bigger impact. That gives me the freedom to do what I want to do. So, you know, there are people that, oh, I got to start my day at 4 a.m. every day. I used to be like that. When I transitioned into a high-performance coach and started learning and studying over the last five years of really, really delving into what is high-performance, well, for me, it might be starting my day at five. For you, it might be starting your day at nine. What I say is we just have to have some rules and boundaries and be extremely clear on what those are and make sure that we're controlling the outcome. If the outcome is to get three things done, get the three things done, make sure the time is uninterrupted. You don't have to start your day at 4 a.m. You might work at midnight, but make sure that if you work at midnight, you don't have brain fog, that you're super clear. And that's what's going to help you do what? Have a business that is running, that is fluid. No, I don't see anyone. I know the manager at my Starbucks. I don't go there a ton because I support a lot of local businesses. And in the local businesses, it's funny because they think, they have a mindset when we have a local business Oh, we're closing today due to this, or we're just going to randomly close early. You can't have that mindset. If you have a small mindset, you're going to have small habits and you're going to have small behaviors, and then you're going to have small revenue, you're going to have small impact, and you have small freedom. So you have to have those beliefs that are beyond where you are, that are where you want to go. And when you can see it bigger, then I think you start to act that way. And that's why. I have an expectation because it's kind of like this. And I know I keep talking, but it's so important that people have a big expectation. When you walk in a hotel and you hear they have a rooftop, what does everyone to right. do? Everyone wants to go to the roof. Right. They're like, I want to I see this guy. I want to see what this looks like. Even if you've been to a hundred rooftops, you want to go to the rooftop of that building. You expect before you leave to go to the top. Why do we not expect that in our business? Why do not we expect that in our, we're dating. Why do we not expect that with our friends? Why do we go, oh, it's okay. We'll stop at the fifth floor. And then we're mad because we're like, what do the other 24s look like? Expect more. And guess what? If the person lets me down at the top floor and I don't get to the roof, then I only have one flight of stairs to go myself. So I don't mind doing a little extra work myself, but I don't have people around me that don't add value. Mm. You know, I you and I have the person that actually introduced you or introduced us. One thing that I'll say about Maya is she's always talking about having experts around you. And she told me one time we're on a call, and it's funny because it was a business call, I think, to help her. And she was helping me and she said, You need more experts around you. And that was a few months ago. And I said, you know what? Okay. And I, I wanted her to explain that a bit more clearly. And you can't always be the sharpest tool in the room. So have experts around you, expect more of them, have them expect more of you. And this happened from four years old. My mom told me at four, pushups, sit-ups, running, every single day, taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your mindset. So I'm really thankful for solid parents that put discipline in my life at a young age.
1: Speaking of that, so I'm listening to this about the experts. And this is going to be a recurring message throughout the podcast is that I wish, you know, I think when you hire someone of your caliber, if I was to tell the story to other people, they would say like, well, what did he teach you? What was like the main thing? Like what, you know, like what was the golden nugget? And when I think about you, I instantly think of discipline. Like you taught me this insane standard of discipline. And like, let me be fully honest. Like you are more aggravating to me than anything else, like <laughs> way more aggravating. But it's what you just said. I'm keeping an expert around me that has a level of standard that is high, exceedingly above mine, and which is where I'm trying to get my mindset to go constantly. Because if I do this, I'm going to pace myself as if I can get there whenever, however, when I get there. In working with you, there's a constant discipline every day that... Literally in 60 days, I looked up and I said something to you, and you were like, How much did you make this month? And I said it, and you were like, What did you make the month I met you? And you were like, Have you not done that two months in a row? And I was like, Holy crap. You know, and it's just, but the discipline is annoying when you don't see the results. First of all, there's instant gratification, but the discipline is annoying when you don't know where you're going, when you don't have that vision that is that big or that standard that you know leads to incredible results. And so just the discipline that you have taught me like in everything, like, oh, well, I think when people think discipline, they think like work out, show up, work all night. Like, no, it's like the discipline and healthy habits, like the discipline of practicing my gratitude, the discipline and manifesting what I want and clarifying my vision. Like I have to write my vision down every freaking day since I've been working with you <laughs> to the point where I can see the shit with my eyes closed when I'm doing something that has nothing related to my business. And so that level of discipline, why do you think that's so important in an entrepreneur? Because you work with five, six, seven-figure entrepreneurs. Why do you think that discipline is so
2: important when you're scaling? Well, I think it's the small things that make a big impact. I know it's the small things that make a big impact. And here's what I'll say. I always talk in analogies. So if people don't like analogies, they're probably going to tune out quickly on this podcast. But it's to get people to really understand If you've ever been in a plane and they get ready to land, but the tarmac's full and so they have to circle and circle and circle. You don't really know you're circling in the air, but you realize, they told me we're going to land five minutes. It's been 30 minutes. Maybe it's a thunderstorm. It doesn't matter what it is, but you know that you're just circling and you're circling. The thing is, if you stay consistent and you just, I mean, consistently be consistent, and do it over and 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 over. And when you get bored, that is when you start it. Mm. And you go, wow, this is day one. I'm bored out of my mind. Now we're consistent. Now we're showing up and now we're doing the little things. It doesn't matter how long that guy circles that tarmac. You care about one thing landing safely. It doesn't matter to every entrepreneur that's frustrated right now. It feels like they're going in circles, just focus on being patient, being consistent, and landing safely. Don't put things at risk. Don't go super crazy and go, oh, I'm going to 10X my Facebook ads. Grant Cardone said 10X everything. <laughs> Chill. Be disciplined. And after consistent discipline, not just doing it one day, like you said, if we go to our text messages, you know you're going to see the same text from me every day. I give you a couple of hours and I've been super patient because you know I'm up at four or something, and I'm like, "Look, it's nine a.m."
1: No, you're polite. You're like, "Ma'am," and I'm like, "Really?" I know he's like, "Jessica, what the fuck?" Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. I'm like, I'll send a little emoji eyes, like, "Hello," <laughs> and it's not people are like you. Don't seem to care. I don't care about your excuses because I care more about your business. I care more about the people that you're not serving that need you and that are looking for you and you're not helping them. There are a hundred women right now that need to tell a story. And there are a million women that need to hear those hundred women's stories so they can move forward in their life, make a bigger impact. But as long as you're sitting around not doing what you need to do, guess what? They don't get served. And if I don't do what I need to do and hold you accountable at a higher level with a greater expectation, you don't get served. And I am now impacting a million women hearing a hundred women's messages Because one woman is growing her podcast business and helping people tell their stories. And I see a domino effect in everything that I do. I don't think it's just me. It's easy to go to bed early when it's just you. It's easy to sleep in and hit snooze when you think about just you. I think about making an impact. And when I leave this earth, I want people to show up at my funeral and say, this man changed my life.
0: That's what I want.
2: I want great, great, great grandchildren going, I just wish I could have met my great, great, great grandfather because everyone says he's impacted their life.
1: Wow. That's so deep. And so we're talking about this discipline and this patience and this high standard. But not only do you have high standards, you also have a, a very high belief system of earning potential. Like, I remember the person that introduced us said to me up front, he's going to make you very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And I met that immediately with when I started talking about my income goals, you were like, okay, be realistic. And I told you, and you were like, okay, great, double that. And I was like, <laughs> you were like, what scares the shit out of you? And I said it and you were like, great, double that. And I'm like, yo, I can't believe this person thinks that. I could not believe that you thought that I could earn that. And this is the crazy part. I've been writing these things every day. I've been manifesting. I did the math the other day that if I make everything, this is the crazy, okay, I just have to tell the story and I'm going to be honest about the numbers. You said, what's a crazy amount for you to make this year? And I was like, I think I said a hundred thousand and you said, okay, you're going to make 200,000. And I was like, uh. and you were like, no, no, we can do 200, 250,000. And I did the math just on what I've been making since I met you, which is 90 days. And I said, if I can think consistent with that, which I know I'll exceed that, I would be at 144,000. No, more than that. It was like 164,000.
2: And that, and we started working together halfway through this year. Yes. So you think if we go a full 12 months from June to June, you'll hit it.
1: Yes. And I and quit my job a year and a half ago. I was like, I should have hired you sooner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, Jess, because you're not that, like, you're not my average client. Right. And you, you know, off of a strong referral... Was why you know how we got connected, and it was. I just felt like you wanted you, I could tell you were in your way, yeah. And I had to sure. get other version of you out of the way, and I think that is what my gifting is really in yeah. the vision to be able to see the final chapter. Like some people see what they'll figure out what's going on in the movie 10 minutes in. I figured out that they're making three of these suckers. And I'm telling you what's happening after the third one's done and what the actors are doing now that they're retired. And I don't know really how I have the ability to do that, but I get to see that and have that vision and think crazy big and push people. I think one thing that I've gotten better at is not forcing everyone you know, straight to that point allowing them to grow into it. Your belief, we just stretched it, stretched it. It's kind of like showing up at the gym. You can't touch your toes. Someone just jumping on your back and pushing you down there. And you're like, oh God, that sucked. Right? We don't, I, that's how I did years ago. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, look, let's give you some grace. Let's go a little bit further than we did yesterday. Yep. That's it. Yep. And let's do that again tomorrow, a little bit further than we did the day before. And there's right. a little bit more. And if we can get 1% better after, you know, every day, when you go through my 90 days of focus program, 1% better. Even if you started at zero, you're at 90%. That's a lot. That's a big improvement.
1: It was so so slow. It was like a slow grind. And then all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, yo, my (laughs) life has changed like indefinitely.
2: Indefinitely. They're not patient. They want instant gratification. And that's not real in, in anything but like the lottery. So, and even then it happens for one person, two people. So in business, it's about being consistent and knowing that I'm multiplying and not adding. So my Mm -hmm. efforts are multiplied efforts. They're not adding efforts. There's compound interest in my work. So I don't show up every day to add five plus five. I show up every day to multiply 500 times 500. So, and that eventually happens day 30, day 60, maybe day 120 and you just wake up and go, holy crap. My biggest month is now my biggest day. Damn. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, I'm- But I gotta- if I
1: were, if, damn, I'm glad you said that. Because the first three months I was in business, I think I just made that Tuesday.
2: See, look yeah. at that. Like yeah. and you, the, the beauty your face, so I can see you right now. So people, the yeah. beauty, I wish you could just flash to a screenshot of like that aha moment. Like you didn't know. I may, I'm going to tell you this. I don't share a ton of numbers because you know, revenue is really about ego a lot of times, and I'm not about that. So I don't even feed that part of myself, but I share it as a story to motivate people. I made a half a million dollars about 12 to 18 months in the business, my very first business you know, 15, 20 years ago, and had no idea I was making that kind of money. No idea. I hired someone that told me. Like, I hired an admin. She came in and organized stuff. She's like, you got like 30, 40, I think maybe $50,000 in collections in by collections, like outstanding, not in collections, but outstanding. She started collecting and she's like, yeah, you're making like 50,000 a month. I went home and did the math and I'm like, wait a second, 50,000 a month? And I didn't even know it? Now that I know it, we went straight to 90,000 like straight, like 90 days puts, then I started learning systems and that's the thing. You just got to find out what you're great at and put your head down and be consistent.
1: So go back to this story for me for a second. And then I definitely want you to use me as an example to teach some people some things, but you, one thing I admired so much about you when I got to know your story was that you have made it all, lost it all and made it all back. Definitely. Yeah. You have, can you share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so um, I believe in being transparent and I'm not a bitter person. I was running my business, left corporate America roughly, I left corporate America around November of 2006. And then in 2009, while I was across the country, I got a phone call, got some voicemails from some lawyers, some people that I was doing business with and it got ugly you know, it kind of basically turned into a separation divorce that got really ugly really quickly. Got off the plane. You know, when you're making, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, $90,000 a month, because I had that business there and I was training outside of there as well. When you're making that kind of money and I was being smart, but I was still, I had a high payroll. I had a lot of stuff. I didn't have a lot of profit and a lot of margin at that number. But I was still, you know, we're doing sales. But it's tough to wake up and realize the next month or in a couple of days, you're not getting a $70,000 to $80,000 check. Mm. Not getting that income. So lost everything. Didn't cry. Didn't, you know, I sat down. I was like, God, why? And I remember I know where I was sitting when I said it. And then I said, you know what? It couldn't have happened to a better person because this is gonna be a part of my story. And now I've already done it once. I did it once in about 18 months. So I should be able to do it again in a good six. Like the learning curve should be faster now. Went out 30, 45 days later, I think, opened up my own place, boom. A couple years later, went from 900 square feet to 2,500 square feet. A few years later, 2,500 square feet to 5,000 square feet, multiple locations. And yeah, the numbers blew the doors off of all numbers. So it's just like, we can't sit around. I think the moral of the story was, I didn't have a pity party. You're allowed to know that it sucks. You're allowed to to acknowledge that it doesn't feel good. And you're allowed to say, you know what? This is taking a toll on me, but you are not allowed to quit. You Mm -hmm. cannot quit. You have to keep moving forward. So I made it all back because even if it was a baby step that day, I move forward 1% better every day. And I believe that's what high performance is. Never hitting status quo, never being satisfied, never being mediocre, just constantly trying to take it to the next level.
1: You said something during this that this is what I admire so much about you and something that has changed me personally. Like we're talking a lot about revenue, but I think revenue is the results. I think it's, again, it's the small habits that you've taught me. And one of the things that you've taught me was something you just said that you experienced on your own was I get so worked up about. One of the things I personally get so worked up about is the delivery to my clients. Like when I have a disappointed client, I get so, I mean, I'm the person in the mirror that's like, should I have not done this? Am I a failure? Like I'm pissing people off. Like I question everything. And when you taught me to say, like, thank God I made a mistake with someone while I only have 50 clients so that I can learn and fix it before I make a mistake with 500 clients. Thank God for teaching me this lesson early on before I lose all of my clientele. And I was like, huh?
2: I said, yeah, that's a big, big, big difference.
1: And learning to say that, and it sounds so simple, but learning to say that has changed me. Like I literally will get a nasty email like where we make a mistake and I'm like, Okay, thank God, like thank God, I can fix this. this is simple, relax, like, and I can move on about my day instead of it it becoming like a personal thing, and it's like you said when you lost all that money, and I'm sure it was different, obviously, but you know, for you to sit there and say like this couldn't have happened to a better person, there is a mindset shift that you have taught me in this process that requires a level of resilience as a business owner
2: The key word right there, the home run is resilience
0: mm-hmm.
2: People just aren't. I tell people if you were, they're like, if you, somebody asked me, if you were a plant, like, where would you be? Like, I said, what do you think? They said a thorn bush. I said, no, I would be a weed. Like you can be driving <laughs> down the highway and a weed somehow grows up between concrete, asphalt, like weeds just continue to pop up. They are resilient. It doesn't matter what you cover them with, what you, you know, no oxygen, no sunlight. Evidently weeds can grow any and everywhere. That's the plant. I don't need to be this beautiful orchid. Maybe that's you. Do you. I'm resilient. I'm never, ever, ever going to quit or give up. Mm. Mm. This is so good.
1: (laughs) So use me as an example and several other entrepreneurs that we can't name. But like I mentioned before, you've worked with five, six, seven figure entrepreneurs. They all have limiting beliefs. It doesn't matter. You've told me stories before of people that make $5 million that have very simple things in their way. You can use myself as an example. What are some of the main things that hold people back from getting to the next level?
2: Well, I help people overcome four belief blockers. So because I believe everything falls into one of these four. Fear of success, fear of failure, fear of not being good enough, and fear of vulnerability. So So we did that in the
1: beginning, I remember.
2: Yeah, I... I'm constantly working on unblocking those fears, unblocking those limiting beliefs, establishing new beliefs to overcome and override those and basically reprogram your brain. So it's funny, I'm the coach's coach. I'm the coach that no one, you know, referrals for me are hard because no one wants other people to know. If I'm your secret weapon, you don't tell other people because- know I'm don't. giving
1: it all away.
2: <laughs> you, you are, you're like, hey, this is my guy. And so it's- And I'm fine with that because, you know, and I think I've shared with you, but I decided to branch out in this business now and to move forward into this, you know, expanding this business. So that's what I'll be doing in quarter four of this year. So because I realized more people, I wasn't aware of the number of people that had these limiting beliefs. And I don't say that like, I haven't struggled with this. I just didn't know it was holding people back. Because the thing is, and what I mean by that is you see people being successful and we think when they're successful, they don't deal with things.
0: They're right. like,
2: oh, no, you're successful. You don't deal with fear fair success. right? You're no, right. they do. They just, you know, and some people, even when it becomes debilitating, turns yeah. into anxiety and they're taking pills and they're, or they're drinking alcohol in their closet or whatever they're doing. And so I help them with that. And I can tell you, you know, you said use someone I can think of no one better than myself. I've never struggled with fear of success, didn't struggle really too much with not being, or excuse me, fear of failure. And I would say I started falling into fear of not being good enough and didn't know it. I'm super confident. But do you know I wouldn't push my coaching business because I thought I don't have all my content polished. If you go to my Instagram, my Instagram is dry. If you go here, you don't see this. And I need a $5,000 camera with a full film crew like I was on some Hollywood set. And so I kept telling myself because I wanted all these things to qualify who I was mm. instead of who I was to speak for itself. Wow. So I didn't realize it. So I'm, you know, I'm taking people through this and talking to one of my coaching clients one day and she asked me, she said, so you know, what do you struggle with? And I'm like, I don't I struggle with this stuff. And then I go deeper and deeper. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I do. And it was because I kept procrastinating, not launching, not pushing, not doing, not serving at the level that I tell people to serve, all because I had this belief that I had to be qualified at the level of what other people were qualified. You know, if there are five, five other high-performance coaches out there that were all had a doctorate or a PhD, I'm like, well, do I need to go back to school? You know, I've got to do something different than them if I'm going to be on a stage with them. No. So what do I do? I help entrepreneurs overcome limiting beliefs. Can you do it? Can you do it over and over again with any entrepreneur? Yes. And can you help them increase their revenue, impact, and freedom as a result? Yes. There we go. And so I see that in someone that makes $100,000 a month. And I see that in people that make $100,000 a week.
0: Hmm.
2: And yeah, happy have people that make, I mean, it's funny how we don't realize how much or how little money is when we start speaking annual salaries in corporate America to, you know, weekly salaries. And yeah. so we started thinking and people are like, $100,000 a week. I'm like, yeah, that's only like a five, $6 million business. And when you start growing your business, you realize, and I don't say only to minimize people, but you realize, wait, I can do that. And it's possible, you know? So you don't realize it until you start putting some things in place, some Mm. systems in place. And I tell people, I'm like, what does Jeff Bezos have on you? He started Amazon from like a corner office. Or his bedroom. Garage. some Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? So what does he have on you? Well, he... What he just got, he's just started last 20 years. So what are your next 20 going to look like?
1: And I think we're in an era of like, there's no blueprint. Like, yeah, you can learn from experts. You can learn new habits, new trends. But I think like there's so much power in just ultimate
2: creativity right now. Like just- Well, it changes so fast. I think the industry is so dynamic right now and it's changing so fast. The social landscape is changing. As soon as you master Instagram, you're like, oh, should I be on TikTok? As soon as you jump on TikTok, Instagram's like, wait, we have reels. Should I be on reels? Should I be on IGTV? Then Facebook's going to come with something else. Then we're going to hear another platform. And it's like, above all, are you making an impact? What is the quality of what you're doing? I used to be so obsessed with the quantity of things. Let me do more, 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 because I'm such a hard worker. And it wasn't until the last year or so that I've really realized, and I've known this, but I started being disciplined to follow quality over quantity. So quality let me do more with less.
1: Quality has created me an abundance of referrals. Like the only thing that I honor about my business constantly is we are doing really well right now and we don't market barely at all. Like the 99% of our clients come from referrals because we provide a quality service to our current clients who constantly talk about us. And so I have I get in those zones where I'm like more, more, more. And then I'm like, I have to turn back. And I'm like, focus on the quality and the service that you're providing these people because it's always going to yield tenfold results. Like it's like they always, someone always, there's a person out there that always says there's no, there's no better thing someone can say about you than like a quality referral, like a testimony. Uh, I,
2: I wholeheartedly believe in that. And I think if you serve people at the highest level and they're like-minded, they turn around and serve you at the highest level. And I often find that people that are my clients, they say, what can I do for you? And then I tell them about, you know, whatever that thing is. And it's, I want them to serve at a level. I want them to feel indebted to me. I want to serve people at such a high level that they feel like they owe me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I want them to be like, oh my goodness. You know, when you sit down at a restaurant and you're already going to leave 20%, But your mind blown service, you're like, Mm -hmm. this is 20. So I can give you more. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wait, what is going on? Is this, am I like, is there cameras? What's going on? (laughs) And that's how I want to serve people. I want people to be like, this is unreal. This is the best coaching experience I've ever had. It's, and when people ask, I want you to be speechless. I don't want you to have words. I want you to stumble because it went so well that you can't even articulate in that moment. And that is how I want to serve people with excellence, Mm. a whole new level with an expectation that, you know, I just want to blow their mind. Mm.
1: One of the things you, so obviously there's an abundance of things you taught me, but like, again, it's funny when I think about all the core things you taught me, they're they're very simple concepts, like very simple, but they're things that yielded like substantial results. And one of the things was just me being in my own way and me knowing what to do and you being like, do it. And I'm like, yeah, but this. And you're like, do it. And I'm like, yeah, but this. And you're like, matter of fact, do it for the next seven days. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ready. And you're like, do it now. Like, (laughs) and send it to me when you do it. And like, it's crazy, but having that level of discipline and that standard, you know, and it's funny because there were so many times you told me to do things that I remember the first day I'd be like, oh, oh oh, I don't want to do it. And then I do it. And the next day I'm like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then I do it again. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then four days later, I've got people like, hey, I love what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like that wasn't so hard. <laughs> and then, from things internally in my business to externally. And it's like, I know this is such a simple concept, but I say this all the time. Like we're paralyzed by the how, and you have just taught me like, just do it. And clean it up later. Like, do it and clean it up later. If you wait till it's perfect, you'll be waiting forever. Just
2: do it. And it's funny you say that. Your first analogy, you open the show with Starbucks and someone saying, hey, what happens if they take a day off? When that person, when you don't feel like, you know, unlocking the door, turning on the coffee machines, brewing the coffee, I tell people you're allowed to feel that. Yeah. Don't ignore that feeling. There are days that, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you're such a high performer. I wish I had your mindset. And I'm like, guys, I'm still not bulletproof. I feel when really? the day hits me. We just went through, you know, a pandemic slash one of the biggest, you know, racial shifts and since the civil rights era. I felt both of those. And there were days where when I woke up, I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this today, but my feelings aren't factual. So I'm like, even though I don't feel like doing this, I have a big cause. I have a big vision. So I immediately go straight to my confession. I speak over those feelings. I acknowledge them and say, feelings, I realize that you're here. And I realize that you don't feel like doing this, but you are committed to excellence and you are dedicated and disciplined. And that's what I say to myself. And I get up and say, all I need you to do is put one foot in front of the other. And that's it. Next thing you know, I'm showering, I'm shaving, I'm getting a morning workout in, got some blood flow. Thoughts are gone. That and the, and the more you keep showing up, guess what? The more the thoughts go away. I tell people, I, I like to tell people, if you randomly walked into a job that you didn't work at and you sat down at a cubicle like at this desk <laughs> and you just, and people are like, "What are you doing here?" Well, you don't have to work there, but they're gonna be like, "What are you doing?" But if you show up every single day, after like two weeks, they're like, "Oh, I guess this is a new hire." Everyone assumes you're supposed to be there when you show up every single day. If you show up every day in your business, even as a new entrepreneur, people were kind of like, well, I guess she or he's supposed to be here. They keep showing up. That's it. Like show up in your space consistently. And then people are like, oh, I guess you're hired. Here's a job offer. Like that's how they look. Let me give you money. You keep. I think
1: think that's the hardest thing in the industry right now is I think getting over that hump. So many people just start, They decide their business niche. They start showing up and they're waiting impatiently for people to take them seriously.
2: Well, they're letting people qualify them and say whether they're good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's where, you know, have to unblock those fears. And we have bad programming. It takes 16 to 17 positive inputs to override one negative input. And that's science. That's data. That's not, you know, just off of the dome. That's actual data that psychologists have put together. So knowing that, what have you learned? If we're talking to just a 25-year-old and you've been getting, you're not gonna do this, you can't be successful, mom dropped out of college, you don't have a degree, no way you can run a business. Wow, and you're hearing this over and over and over and over? Yeah, so we gotta reprogram your thinking. We gotta get you to think differently. And I think as a man think of that you're gonna see everything else I can show you how, what a man's going to do after I've had a short conversation, got into his thoughts. I can tell you, oh, he's going to hit his goals. This is going to be a good year or nope, that's not. And it's all based off thoughts because thoughts become things. Mm, ain't that the truth? Yeah. I, I remember, I don't know if you remember this. We had like nine, eight or eight days left in the month and we had our call and you're like, I'm not going to hit my goal. I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, I'm like, I think you're like $4,000 away. I don't remember the exact number. And I said, okay, we'll do this today. Go on Instagram. Just do this. Uh, Like, just do it. Like, just write the stuff down. Send me a screenshot. I'll tweak it if you need me to and do it.
1: I remember you even said, if you have to get on there and say that your coach told you to do this, (laughs) I don't care, but do it. And I remember I sat there, we had our call at 11 and I sat there until 3.30 and I was like, I don't know. I've never done, this is weird. Like this yeah. is, so, I've never done this. And, and I then thought, it was
2: day two. You're like, I see you showing up on IGTV day three. Now day four, you got sassy. You were like, okay, I'm supposed <laughs> to be here. But, you know, you were dropping dimes on people. And the next thing you know, as you're snatching people's wigs back, like, hey, what are you talking <laughs> about? other stuff. You weren't even talking about the podcast anymore. You were just talking about business, showing up and being a boss of a woman. And then you text me and you're like, I've got four calls scheduled, five calls next week, six calls. And then I remember telling you the next month, I said, did you total your numbers? You added them up. Did you hit your goal? Yeah. You didn't even know it. That's the beauty of consistency. Like it, Just happens as long as you keep showing up. You do the work. Let the results take care of themselves. Like you don't have to figure. My grandmother used to say, "It's going to come out in the wash." Like that was an expression. If no one's ever heard it, it's going to come out in the wash. Like we're going to eventually see who's really been doing the work. And I think that's it. When everybody shows up to the gym after this pandemic, people are going to be like, "Oh, you (laughs) you got. Look, you gained the COVID nineteen. You didn't." (laughs) Like you didn't forget the Facebook posts of like, hashtag this, hashtag that. Are you doing the work? Let me tell you a story. I got to check one on your consistency here.
1: This is crazy. So you've known with me on this personal journey, and I've shared this with my podcast throughout this whole time that I've been struggling with my weight to right. so the point of where I finally had to go get a blood test because even my trainers were like, ain't nothing happening. Like you ain't losing no weight. You've been in here five days a week. Like you need to go get a blood test. It took two months for the blood test to come back. I got the results yesterday. And she said this thing to me where I was like, huh? She said, you know, there's this, there's that. And she said, I was really scared that you were gonna have an autoimmune disease or a thyroid problem, but you don't have any of that. You're actually really healthy. And she said, it's just your hormones. And she was like, do you know what that means? And I said, what? And she said that none of the working out you did is in vain. She said, so you did all that working out and yeah, you didn't lose any weight. She said, but your unbalanced hormones should have caused a lot of health issues. And they didn't. And I'm looking at your cardiovascular and you're very healthy, actually. They didn't cause issues because you were consistent with working out. And I didn't want to be consistent because I wasn't getting any damn results.
2: <laughs> and that's it. But... Like, that, that point right there, you called me that day and I think you were crying and you're like, well, like what's going on? And you're like, I just don't even know why I'm doing it. I said, just because you don't see the results doesn't mean you're not getting better. And right. you nailed it. Like, what we asked the wrong Question that we always ask the question, well, what if this and what if, well, what if I don't? Not what if I do, what if I don't? What if you hadn't worked out? What would have happened? Even though you thought you weren't getting better, guess what you weren't doing? You weren't getting worse. Worse. Yep. And people discredit the fact of what if I, and I tell people, people say, well, what does it cost? What does it cost you if you don't? Do it. It's called an opportunity cost. Like, do that type of evaluation. Quit adding up, you know, how much it is to hire this coach. And you and I had this, we had this conversation about you continuing just recently to be completely vulnerable.
0: You're like, well,
2: I'm like, okay, so let's do this math really quickly. So you've doubled your numbers and doubled your numbers, and you're still thinking about whether you want to continue. Well, you let me know, do some simple math and just see. Is it, and you're like, well, I think I can stay consistent. Yeah, but look what you've been doing over here with multiplication. And I said, what is it? You said, I'm just fearful. And I said, okay, well, if you're, what are you fearful of? Well, that number scares me. Okay, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. So why don't you just go out and earn it? Was it 24 hours you texted me and you said, how do I have new calls and clients already?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: you felt the fear, you did it anyway. And then all of a sudden, everything else in your life starts to line up with his new belief system because they realize you're not going to back down. And yeah. I know people are like, you get all super spiritual and and People are like, oh, they're talking about alignment and beliefs and thoughts. Well, guess what? Everybody in my life that's making real money, they're saying it. They're doing it. I coach them. Your thoughts will become things. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're only worth $100,000 a year, you're only going to be worth $100,000 a year. Because you're only going to provide that level of value. When you realize you're worth $100,000 a month, $100,000 a day, $100,000 an hour, then we can talk because guess what? Now you are going to stretch. And that's the thing, Jessica, stretching sucks. I hate it. I work out every day and I hate stretching. It's boring (laughs) and it sucks, you know, but you know what I like? I like taking my shirt off and looking good. I like being healthy. I like extending my time here on earth to the best of my ability. And I know that if I want to lift more weights, I've got to stretch. That's what we have to do in business. Sometimes we got to do some stuff that we don't want to do that really sucks, that's really boring. And if we do it long enough, eventually we go, you know what? Let me go hire somebody and let them do this now. Once we've mastered it, we go, okay, let me, and that's what it's about. That's the freedom. That's the last piece of what I help people do. Once you've learned this, that's where in, you're in a hiring phase right now. Just inside of 98s, you went from like some crazy, t- like, I don't even know. We were just throwing, you were just throwing stuff to the wall. Yeah. Doing it, no systems, just like, boom, just do it. And we went from moving and shaking to now having a system, having a business, you've got a spreadsheet where you're tracking, you're knowing, you Don't have the anxiety that you used to have because you see visually what's happening. And so we've the limiting beliefs have cut back in your head because we put some consistent things in place and some metrics, some data. And that's what people were afraid of doing the stuff that sucks. We don't want to be stretched. We want to be comfortable. And we're human. All of us like it. We want to be comfortable. We go to bed. We want the temperature right. We want the pillow right. We want to be on a good mattress. No one wants to be uncomfortable when they sleep. But guess what? In business, in life, time to grow, got to be a little uncomfortable.
1: You said a mouthful. This is something you taught me too. And I'll never forget. This one hung on to me because every time I think it, I experience it, I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. James always says that when you are experiencing overwhelm and anxiety, it's because you're not, and this is exactly how you said it, but you always say that, when you're experiencing overwhelm or anxiety, it's because you're not getting things done. You're not doing the things that are on your to-do list. So not doing the things creates overwhelm. And you're like, like literally, I'll be experiencing overwhelm and I try to blame it on I'm like my team and my this and my that. And I'm like, no, no, no. You are experiencing anxiety and overwhelm and it's not real. It's because you have a list of things in the back of your head that you were supposed to get done and they're not getting done. So this is self-created. You self-made this anxiety and overwhelm. So take a step back, look at your list and what do you need to get done? Can you delegate it? Can you hire someone? Okay, if you don't have the time, can someone else do it? And then you can go to sleep at night without this feeling because it's self-made, you created it. You're experiencing overwhelm because you're not getting shit done.
2: Well, it's taking an insane amount of action. Yes. And if leaving the dishes in the sinks create anxiety. You know what decreases anxiety? Washing the fridge. Dishes. (laughs) dishes. And we don't want to do that. In our business, we're like, oh my God, but I got to do this. And I got to vacuum and I got, but the dishes is creating anxiety, right? Yeah. So why are you doing the busy work? That's what we do in our business. We do all the busy work. work. I got to send this. And I got to, I got to post Instagram and I got to do Facebook and I got to, well, do what's creating anxiety. Do that. Do that thing, find it and do it. And it's often the thing that we struggle with the most. It's the thing that we hate the most, the thing that makes us uncomfortable. And if we do that, boom, start seeing results.
0: All
1: right, we're not gonna take too much more of your time because I wanted to share your gems, your knowledge and what you've done for me on the podcast. But what can you leave my audience with? One last thing, people that might be feeling stuck or- might feel like they have an idea, but they're in that overpaid job because that's when I met you, that's where I was. I was. I thought I was, you know, this business owner, this entrepreneur, but I was an overpaid solopreneur. And you were really able to help me stretch and hire and get to this place of where I can feel freedom, you know, soon. It's on the other side. What would your advice be to people listening that just feel like they're not enough or they need to get to this place and they don't know how?
2: Well... I mean, that's a lot. So to keep it concise, I would say, first of all, you have to shift your belief if you want to shift your life. Mm. You're never, ever going to go farther than your mindset is going to take you. I don't care who you are. Your level of success will never exceed your level of value in education, Mm. how you see yourself, how you invest in yourself. So, if you invest in yourself more and see yourself more and you start shifting your belief, you're going to shift your life. Now, that becomes a challenge because we have a most have, people have a low sense of self awareness. So, I have a philosophy, and in that philosophy, it's called idea. And the, the I stands for identify. So, I would tell every entrepreneur on this call to identify. They got to identify all their old beliefs and go, wow, I didn't realize this. Or take some real inventory, sit down, get pen, get paper, identify everything that is keeping them from getting where they want to. Then D stands for develop new beliefs. So if they identify the old ones, we are going to have some new ones. And I have a new, my new site is going to be launching in about 30 to 45 days. And so my framework will be on there telling you exactly how to, you know, identify these old beliefs and then develop those new ones. And then the next is execute new habits and behaviors that are going to solidify this new belief. Because even though you believe it and you say it, guess what? You have to show up and do it. So we have to have new habits and behaviors. You can't just say, I want to lose 10 pounds. You have to have good habits, good eating habits and good health and wellness habits, showing up, working out. Etc. and you got to behave differently. You can't stay up until 2 a.m. partying with your friends, out drinking, if you want to have a healthier looking body and healthier functioning body. So you have to execute. That was the word that you said earlier, take action. And the last one is awareness. You have to constantly be aware and assess. So I, I do an awareness assessment of my business. Like I take inventory and go, wait, where am I? Let me look. Do I... And I go right back through it again, the awareness and do an assessment to go, do I have any old beliefs that are creeping back in? Okay, I got to develop some new beliefs in this area. Okay, I got to have some new habits and behavior. I got a little lax here. And oh, that's why we didn't hit that number this year. Okay, let's do it. People so that's what I, I, I leave with.
1: People don't want to be real with themselves
2: on that level. That's oh, triggering. That hurts. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody's going to be triggered off that. They're going to be mad. And I tell people, if you're one of my clients and you're not mad at me, after we get off of at least one call, you should be every call, you should be a little uncomfortable, a little plenty
1: frustrated. times, plenty times, <laughs> plenty times. I have, I, you have taught me the gift of not taking things personal That's because it. we hang up and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how am I this person? You know, and it, but I, it constantly motivates me to, not just to do more, but to really like assess what I'm doing. And am I using my time the most valuably? Like, and step back and say, this person is trying to help me grow my business. And if these things are true, are they? Mm, yes. Then he knows what's holding me back. He's outside my bubble. His job is to point out those things. It's not personal. It's making me better. It's developing me. It's sharpened iron sharpens iron.
2: That's it. We've glorified this hustle and grind phase long enough, and it just gets to the point where it's like, come on. Like, I'm all for a season of hustling and grinding, but there is a season where you should be able to just realize, hey, I have a business. It's going to run. I put systems in place. If I don't take calls today, we're still going to grow. And if I don't do this, we're still going to grow. I have a team. I have things in place. I don't have to just open my laptop and respond to every email right then because I have someone to help me. We've put systems and strategies and things in place. And that's where a business is an ecosystem. It's an organism. It's living, it's breathing. We have to feed it. We have to water it. We have to nurture it, give it sunlight, et cetera. So that's not hustle and grind. You know? So it, there's a season for it, but the season should be short and we should go into system mode go dip, hustle and grind a little bit, grow a little bit, new systems. And it should get to the point where systematically we have a culture of employees that don't have to hustle and grind and do things last minute and realize we show up and do two to three things great every single day and boom, we're growing.
1: Right, that's what I've learned the most from you is the systems because the systems are what keep me from having overwhelming anxiety and keep me up at night about my business running.
2: So yeah, just get 1% better every single day after three months, it's 90%. Mm. After 99 days, 99%. 100 days, 100%. You keep showing up and getting 1% better and everything else is going to fall in place.
1: Boom. All right. That's it. They don't even know how much you charge an hour. So <laughs> that's all they get. But that's guys, what they get. James Simpson, my high, my high performance coach, an incredible all-around coach, an incredible entrepreneur, and so tell them where they can stalk you further, learn more, because they're going to be chasing you down now that they've heard
2: this, <laughs> that you've
1: doubled <laughs> my revenue. So tell them where they can stalk you and find out more.
2: So the new site is going to be launching. They'll be able to find me at imjamesimpson.com and they can follow me on Instagram. That's probably, you know, the best way, one of the best ways to connect with me. And I've been challenged to post more and share more because in running multiple businesses, my focus sometimes gets pulled in multiple directions. So I'm also working on showing up consistently and not in, you know, 100% in this business and 10% here. But as a CEO, if I'm a high performer, I'm going to produce. So show up, follow me. I am James Simpson. And, you know, I love it. I'm going to be doing some mini challenges the remainder, the remainder of this year. So I'd love for you guys to just jump in, take part of some of those challenges so we can get better habits, better behaviors and overcome some of these limiting beliefs that have been holding us back. Boom. Thank you so right. much. Though, I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.